Hello, my name is Ian Forth and welcome to Sombrero Fallout, where we listen to alternative music through the lens of intriguing themes. You can listen to any of the previous podcasts by going to the sombrerofallout.com website, where you'll also find an episodes list, blogs and track listings, plus artist and song indices. The podcasts are also available on Apple and on SoundCloud. And you can become a friend of Sombrero Fallout on Facebook. If you've got positive feedback or commentary, my email address, iandeekerforth at gmail.com, is listed on the front page of the website. Why not tell your friends, colleagues and like-minded neighbours to get on board as well? If you've got any other feedback, keep it to yourself. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello there, and welcome to our 52nd episode of Sombrero Fallout. This evening we are going to be doing a Kiwi special. We're going to be talking about the sound that permeated the southern part of the southern island of New Zealand in the early 80s in particular. Now we're perhaps a little washout geographically and into other years as well. Uh, and this has been suggested to me by various friends of Sombrero Fallout who I've mentioned during the course of the program. Thank you for that. It's not necessarily uh, music that I grew up with or which I'm a particular expert in. So it's been a great little journey of discovery for me as well. So let's have a, a quick look at some of the artists you'll be hearing from, amongst others. This evening we'll be hearing from The Bats, Look Blue Go Purple, The Valains, The Clean, Straight Jacket Fits, Tall Dwarves, The Chills, 3Ds, Pin Group. Uh, Chris Knox, and we'll also be hearing from some bands that were influenced by that sound that has become to be characterised as the Dunedin sound um, and also the Flying Nun label. Hmm. To kick us off tonight is our first track.
That was the bat. <coughs> Excuse me. That was the bats and uh, made up in blue. If you're as ignorant as I am about the New Zealand scene of the 80s, uh, you'll probably forgive me if I spell out for the uninitiated uh, a few facts and figures and background context. So, uh, founded in 1981 by Christchurch-based Roger Shepherd, Flying Nun Records is one of the world's great independent labels. But the locus of the emerging New Zealand punk and post-punk scene and many of its key players was further south in Dunedin. Um, Christchurch JPS Jean-Paul Jean Sartre Experience uh, are a band from Christchurch, obviously, but uh, most of the bands came from uh, Dunedin, the university town in the region of Otago. At its peak, the label was home to dozens of bands. Uh, so what we're going to hear tonight uh, is not an exhaustive list, and uh, no doubt New Zealand aficionados from the time will be able to point me in the direction of glaring omissions and tracks I should have played but didn't because in the time available to me I haven't been able to listen to the entire oeuvre from that uh, period. I've been relying on recommendations from various fields and I, you know, I might have got it wrong. There might be unearthed gems, is that the correct word? Which uh, are still lying around out there that would be uh, great to hear. That was, as I say, The Bats. And uh, bass player Robert Scott was for four years in the band The Clean and realised he needed a new vehicle for his own prolific songwriting. With The Bats, he explored endless variations on an instantly identifiable sound. And that's the uh, characterises an ebullient 1986 single, Bright Mid-Tempo Guitar Pop the stinging lead work of Kay Woodward and Paul Keane's rumbling bass over the top, giving a harder edge to Scott's nasal, wistful vocals. Quite so. Now, uh, next, we're going to be hearing from one of the few female artists on the label. <laughs>
So what I'm doing is uh, finding these old New Zealand records and I'm thinking to myself that sounds a bit like this and you might disagree. I thought there was quite a nice little connection there. That was Destroy the Heart by the House of Love from the end of the 80s and from a few years earlier Cactus Cat by Look Blue Go Purple which uh, was on the Flying Nun label which most of the New Zealand songs we'll be hearing tonight uh, share that distinctiveness. Next track.
That is Death and the Maiden by the Verlaines. Uh, a key figure in Flying Nun's early history was Graham Downs, and later he'd bring classical influences to the Flying Nun sound on the Verlaines' 1987 album Burn, Bird Dog, but that was their first single from four years earlier in 1983, Death and the Maiden, uh, and he's uh, ecstatically chanting the name of the French symbolist poet Paul Verlaine, not, as sometimes thought, television's Tom Verlaine and uh, a similar sounding song from uh, the same period is this one
Okay, so first you heard Anything Could Happen uh, by uh, The Clean. So uh, let's find out a little bit more about them. Formed in 1978 in Dunedin, they released their first single, Tally Ho, a few years later. Uh, and the song put the fledgling Flying Nun Records label on the map, reaching the top 20 with its nagging keyboard riff. From there, the band, formed by brothers Damif David and Hamish Kilgore and future Bats leader Robert Scott, from whom we heard earlier, carved a reputation as probably the most influential act on the label. And uh, this little blurb goes on to point out they were heavily influenced by the Velvet Underground, but that that was probably more influenced a particular track by uh, Bob Dylan, maybe. Okay, and then after that you heard Box Elder by Pavement. And Pavement are noted for having been influenced by English bands like the Swell Maps and The Fall uh, from a similar time period. Perhaps slightly less well-known is their indebtedness to, amongst other bands, The Clean. And Scott Camber, guitarist with The Pavement, comments in an article that I've just drawn up here. Observe my research. Uh, Camberg's first exposure to the joys of Kiwi culture was limited by the time and distance of the 1980s when music was trapped in physical media. He says, I first heard The Clean on a compilation record, so the songs were probably eight or nine years old. The Clean entranced him with their post-punk killer pop songs. It was a step forward from the Velvets and television. Musical discoveries like The Clean were exciting for Camberg, as obscure international bands were more difficult to discover in the United States at that time. In those days, there was a mystery to music. They're from a small town in the middle of fucking nowhere. It made you wonder. On a later pavement tour, Camberg met members of the clean. I always wanted to be like them, he says. Interesting slice of musical history. Next track. That's right. 
Okay, so musical historians can probably already work out that that was from a little later in the Flying Nun story. That was, in fact, from 1990. It was Down in Splendor by Straight Jacket Fitz. Perhaps an attempt at uh, major success. U.S. record deals uh, were already in the offing. For more polished studio recording, dare one say cleaner sounding recordings such as that. Not sure they did ever make that big breakthrough, but you can see what they were aiming at there. Back to uh, so it's probably probably the high water mark of the Flying Nun label. Is that the correct expression? I'm not sure, but let's wash back a, a little, back onto the beach. The metaphor is running away from me here. But something a little more basic, but nonetheless, a song which was, as we are about to hear, uh, a clear influence on an up-and-coming band from Leeds, England in the late 80s. Yeah. 
Okay, so hopefully that became a bit clearer as you listen to those two tracks back to back. That was Nothing Comes Easy by The Wedding Present from about 1988. Uh, you can find it on the extended version of their George Best album. And before that, you heard Nothing's Gonna Happen. Nothing's Gonna Happen by uh, the Tall Dwarves, which was... Uh, essentially the home of spiritual heartbeat and conscience of New Zealand punk Chris Knox, who all but started the movement in Dunedin with his bands The Enemy, then Toy Love. Uh, and uh, there's a track we may not or may have time for tonight. We'll see how we go, called Not Given Lightly by Chris Knox. Tragically, Knox was cut down by a stroke in 2009 that has left him unable to say more than a few words and a tribute album to raise funds uh, for his ongoing rehabilitation featuring Yola Tengo, Bonnie Prince Billow, Billy and Bill Cahan as well as many of the bands mentioned above has come out and I guess perhaps if it's still available you might want to buy it by whatever means uh, you are able. Okay, so on we go with the next track. We were floating in space capsule. I look at you.
that was Martin Phillips and his band The Chills and Kaleidoscope World. Evidently, the uh, one of the more successful singles bands that came from New Zealand, along with Split Ends, who we won't be hearing from uh, tonight. Not that I've got anything against Split Ends, it's just probably not quite uh, consistent with the Sombrero Fallout Manifesto. That was good, wasn't it? I like that. It's great to hear all these songs that I've not heard before, if I'm absolutely honest with you. They didn't make it across the to the Northern Hemisphere where I was in Coventry in the 19... in various other towns around England, dotted around in the 1980s. I just didn't get to hear this stuff, and it's great to come across it now. And I am indebted to Martin Brown, uh, David Pisgah, and uh, in particular Chris Johnson, who set this ball rolling uh, by posting an article about Joy Division's Closer. Now, what's the link, you might say? Uh, well, in the follow-up comments um, in Friends of Sombrero Fallout Facebook site, he said, Every Christchurch band sounded much like Joy Division in the period which came after it. That led on to a conversation. Martin Brown said, uh, let's talk about Flying Nun label. And uh, I disappeared down that wormhole for a while. And Martin forwarded me an article and so on and so, on, so forth. And uh, here I am, fully educated. Not fully but uh, a lot more educated than I was a couple of weeks ago. It's been great finding out about it. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Next track.
That's Beautiful Things by the Three Ds. Very good too. Chris Johnson's comment that every band from Christchurch sounded like Joy Division for a while is going to be put to the test by the following uh, two-track assault. He posted this track on Friends of Sombrero Fall and I'm going to follow it up with a Joy Division track. Compare and contrast.
Yes, can definitely see where you're coming from, Chris Johnson. That's Comb Kino by Joy Division. Uh, and before that, you heard Ambivalence by The Ping Group. Uh, and there's a definite cousinly connection uh, between the two things. Now, as I mentioned uh, at the top of the hour, Chris Johnson kick-started all this with a article he wrote in The Age newspaper about uh, the 40th anniversary of Closer. And uh, in his comments on Friends of Sombrero Fallout, he said, all the music from Christchurch back in the day sounded like Joy Division. He posted the pin group, and I said, hmm, why was that? Uh, it got into a very interesting conversation uh, below the line, above the line in this case. Chris's conclusion. A good radio station, isolation, the landscape, a decent band scene, a very commercial scene, but also a contrasting underground scene at Christchurch pubs, willing to let post-punks play, supported by radio and press and street press, also the small fact of the Flying Nun label, which we've been hearing from tonight, which had just started and enabled weird bands to record. record. New Zealand was an easy country to distribute records through. It's small. In 1981, Flying Nun released Tally Ho by The Clean, and it went top 20 in the charts, the actual charts. And he says, as I mentioned in the piece, Closer itself went to number three. So there was a real appetite for non-mainstream music and the infrastructure to support it in a small country. And we've been the beneficiaries of that tonight on Sombrero Fallout. I thought we'd finish tonight with something a little bit different. I particularly like the title of the following song, Money is So Sad. So true. Money is so sad. Money is so Money is so sad, we're so stuck, the world is owned, everything's locked up, something went so Money is So Sad by Alistair Galbraith. And I was particularly interested in Alistair, who I hadn't come across before, when I read up a little bit about him. In 2002, he designed and built a glass tube fire organ during an arts residency in Wanganui. He's also converted giant sound boxes by stroking tension wires fixed to building structural supports. And in 2007, built a a treadle-powered glass harmonium. So, yeah. Kind of good guy, I think, all round. I like the sound of Alistair. And I particularly like the sound of that song. And I've liked the sound of all the songs this evening. They've been great, haven't they? It's a musical odyssey for me. Journey through, I can say, I suppose, a backwater. Uh, But not if you were growing up in New Zealand. It's not a backwater. Very much a frontwater. 
Oh, said front water. Great stuff. Now, uh, there may be, I, I alert you, I give you a heads up to use the common idiom. Uh, maybe some one or two changes in what's happening on Sombrero Fallout. I may be changing platform. I may be moving away from SoundCloud, but don't worry. Uh, you'll still be able to get lovely Sombrero Fallout episodes. I just might be moving on. Because for various reasons, which I won't necessarily go into all of them, a little bit of unhappiness with SoundCloud. So uh, look out for that. I'll also, on a more upbeat and exciting note, uh, I've commissioned a new logo. It should be in place, not for this episode, but for future episodes. I mean, I can... Sobs of distant pleasure is how I would put it. Thanks for listening tonight. Thank you, New Zealand. Thank you, the Dunedin Sound. Thank you, the Flying Nun label. Thank you, Chris Johnson. Thank you, David Pisker. Thank you, Martin Brown, for your contributions tonight. They've been extremely valuable. And I shall speak to you next time. Good night for now. <laughs>